Welcome to The Real Deal, where God, His purposes, and His people are celebrated. I'm Rachel Inouye, bringing you encouragement through real life, people, and their stories. It's The Real Deal. Hey, let's get started. If you haven't been to Israel, I hope that you get to do that one day. Maybe you want to join me and my husband, Michael. We're leading a tour this March, March 18 through 28, 2020. There's still time for you to sign up. We're calling it the Encounter Tour. Less than a full study tour where you have to read all of Joshua before we get to Jericho, but definitely more than just a bucket list trip where you get on and off the bus. We're going to encounter each other, encounter the Holy Land, encounter Holy Spirit. So it's the encounter tour. There's still time for you to sign up. Contact me, rachel at rachelinaway.org. Rachel at rachelinaway.org if you'd like more information. I sure hope you'll join. Today I have Katie Pierce with me, people. (laughs) She's so fun. I love her so much. <laughs> we met years ago, and she is a mama. She is she's is a wife and a mama. She is a daughter of the King of Kings. She Amen. is more multifaceted. <laughs> than, That's such an eloquent way of putting it. Oh I guess. my word! She can do some things, people, and we are going to unpack that. I want to start the way I often start with people. Uh-huh. So I'm just going to run through these. There's no right or wrong. Okay. It's not like you have to choose whether you're an introvert or extrovert. It just gets people used to your voice sure. and mine. Okay. So as fast as you can think you can. Introvert or extrovert? Introvert. Yes. Coffee or tea? I'm really surprised. We'll go back to that one. Coffee or tea? <laughs> Coffee. Dog, cat, either, neither. Cow. <laughs> Okay, morning bird, night owl. Morning bird. Books or movies? Oh, that both. Okay. Depending. Yeah. Okay. Silence or music? Silence. Would you consider yourself leaned in or laid back? I would like to think I'm getting more laid back. But, like this morning, a little uptight. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess it just depends. Oh, <laughs> Shower or bath? Shower. Okay. Driver or passenger? Passenger. Because then you can see everything. Yeah. I can't look around and drive. Katie, you know that this is called The Real Deal. Mm -hmm. And my dad was one of my first interviewees. And he talks about just being authentically you, no phony baloney, the real McCoy. Do you have an example of somebody in your life that is or was the real deal? And kind of how did it affect you? Or you can tell me more than one if there was, but... Well, there's been several. One for sure is um, my friend Chris. She's also my mentor. Uh, We know each other for 12 years now. And she just, right from the beginning, she just came up to me when Ben and I were getting married. Mm. The time she was on staff here at Silver Birch. Yeah. And she was also a stepmom. And she just said, hey, I know what it's like. Let's be friends. And when you move up to somewhere you've never been in your life, like... I was from four hours south of here. I knew nobody. It was like, kind of like, whoa. Yeah. But also like, oh, thank you. Yeah. Like, you want to be my friend. And we, she's since moved away, but we stay in touch. We Marco mm. Polo all the time. And she, she's always just been Chris. Yeah. And I love it. And so I'm did thankful. she make you at ease? Is that yeah. the part of the real she's deal ve- thing? She was very outgoing. She loved to laugh. And when we'd get together, it was just like, this is how I'm feeling today. Love it. And that's what I needed. You didn't have to dig through to like... No, was she was always like, hey, I just got home, all the dishes are dirty, but it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
Yep, because I wasn't even going to look in your sink. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I'm going to the couch, so yeah, that's yeah. good. <laughs> okay. So, she was the real deal. Yes. How did that impact you? Well, it's taught me to be more honest about my feelings. Like, obviously, there are times and places when you can't just be like, word vomit all over right. somebody, which she taught me that also, but she really taught me how to deal with adult life events Mm. In a mature Christ-like way. And it's okay to have emotions and to feel that way and whatever, but this is how you need to apply this in real life and what Jesus says. So, I don't know. She's just, she's wonderful. I love her. Yeah, we Marco Polo like every other day. So, I know what Marco Polo is, but somebody else might not. It's kind of like a video chat. Like Skype or FaceTime, but it's, you can watch it when you want, Mm -hmm. which is really nice because we're all busy. That totally fits your schedule. It does, and that's why I was glad she brought it up because I wanted to keep talking to her, but I cannot just mm-hmm. sit and talk on the phone. It's nope. very self... Like, I make time for my mom and my sister to sit and talk on the phone, and, like, after that, I'm like, you just got to text me, and, and it you'll is get what it, it is. It. Mm-hmm. Like, so... Because of your schedule. Yes. So give me a little bit about... Okay, I know like a Tuesday doesn't always look like a Tuesday, but what are some of the rhythms in your life? Because you guys, Katie is stinking gorgeous. She is so much fun. And her life is, you came from the city. Sort of, you are a city gal, but your life is not like a city gal. Okay. Yeah, so like suburbia. Yeah. There's a lot of farms around Gurney and I always liked animals, but I wasn't involved in that. Okay. So, which is fine. I had other interests and I think... Also, like, and it's not a knock on my parents. They just, I don't think they would have known how to, like, help me in Mm. that situation. Like, you know, as parents, you want to foster your kids, like, loves and their interests. But I think that was just maybe a little bit beyond their comfort zone, even though they also loved animals. Okay. But, you know, when you're in suburbia or in the city, it's just not the same. No. So, what's our schedule like? Is that the question? Well, kind of like, what do you have in your everyday life? Like, a certain day you have certain things, and you were a city gal, but now, like, when I asked you, dog, cat, either, neither. Cow. Cow. (laughs) (laughs) So, I guess, let's see. There are certain things that have to be done every day. Okay. Give me an example. Okay, let me back up, I guess. Let me just explain. Yeah. So, Ben and I have our own business. We raise grass-fed, grass-finished beef. And so we have that. We also have pastured hens for eggs. And then Ben takes care of the horses at Silver Birch Ranch. So animals are like in every facet of our lives and we love it. And our kids really love it. Yep. If they choose to not love it one day, that's okay too. But they're exposed. And then we also homeschool our three kids. Right. That's kind of the basics. So every day has certain things that we have to get done. Like school. Mm Mm-hmm. The animals have to be fed every day. Right. And the children have to be fed every day. <laughs> Darn it. I know. It's like that one thing I know. You guys just are You just sufficient. ate six cheese sticks. Why do you need another one? <laughs> so I guess those are the basics of what has to happen every day. It just depends on like maybe what other added projects need to go yep. along with it. Yeah. So our general routine is during the school year is school in the morning. Yep. And then after that, we have lunch, and then we go feed the animals if Ben has not already done it earlier in the morning, and then we do farm projects. Okay. So Give me an example. Like fixing fence. Yep. 
So we have electrical. It's called high tensile. It's like wire fence. Okay. So sometimes that snaps. You have to fix it. Whatever. Sometimes water lines disconnect. Things like that. We also, because our laying hens, they lay eggs in their what's called pastures. So they're in a mobile chicken house. Okay. With netting around it that's electrified. and But they have to be moved every so many days because they'll eat all the grass and then destroy it. Oh. So it takes more than one... We could do one person moving it, but, you know. Okay. Many hands make, make light work. work. Yes. So we all move the coop together. Okay. So that's, like, something that has to be done. The cows, they're also pastured and rotationally grazed, so we have about 15 different pens, and every two to three days they get moved to a new pen. And it's, like, the sustainable cycle of they're eating while they're eating, they're pooping. Yes. When they move, the manure gets absorbed into the ground, and the ground rests, gets the nutrients, and grows back healthier and fuller than the last time. So at some point in time, there is one area that doesn't have cows there for a little bit. Uh, Yeah, there's many areas. Since we have 15 pens and we have about 30 cows total in our herd, they get rotated, and so then it's about two weeks that each pen gets a break. Okay. And then, you know, ideally, we get rain, sunshine, heat, you know, if you know anything about photosynthesis, it's the grass. So it's the natural cycle of yeah, feeding your animals and naturally fertilizing it. What it did you learn grow. about yourself in managing all this? Or what did you learn about like human nature or children or anything? One, I've learned that children are much more capable than what our culture lets them on to be. Amen. <laughs> they can do, I have to have a do chore? it. Okay. I makes them feel actually part of the reason why I was frazzled this morning is my oldest daughter. I love her dearly, but she wants to work the least. It's I think it's just her personality. You know, there's just those personalities that sometimes the hard work side comes harder. Okay. Whereas my middle child, he wants to work. Like he's okay. always asking for a job. So I think a lot of it is she ends up delegating it to the younger two. Okay. Which, that's also a that's great tale to have, mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. when I say, yeah, yeah. you need to feed the chickens and then you delegate it, well, that's all well and good, but you just disobeyed me. So, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. no. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, kids are much more capable. Mm-hmm. They feed and collect eggs every, that's their deal. Yeah. They have to go in there, they have to feed the chickens and collect the eggs. It's really not that hard. It's really not. In a basket. I've seen you, like, show things on Instagram. Some yes. of your Insta stories are yeah, so fascinating. Today we're doing Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's always an adventure. But, yeah, you have to send them with a bucket. Yeah. And they know. Yeah. You go in. They collect the eggs. They feed. They know how many scoops of feed the chickens get. They know if it's going to rain. They know to put it underneath the mobile hut. So the water, I mean, this, and, but it's taken time. Like, you have to keep walking them through it. You have to check on it. There's a training process, of course. Well, and just like Ben had to teach me how to do this because I didn't grow up in agriculture. So these are all things that I've had to learn as well. But like with moving the cows, so we don't have them. Right now, we actually have two separate groups. There's a group of heifers, which, did you learn what a heifer is at all from my stories? You can tell me. Okay. It's a cow that has not had a calf. Correct. Okay. okay so okay. a heifer. So we have a group of heifers with a bull, and then we have a group of cows with a bull. Okay. Which cows have already had one or more calves. One or more. Okay. So we have two separate groups going right now. They can move the heifers by themselves. We let them because they are smaller, and we've had this bull since he was a calf, which 
A bull is always a bull. You can't trust it. But under supervision, they're fine. They know how to open the gate. They know how to call them. They know how many need to be in there, and they count. Wow. And then they know to lock the thing. Okay. They're eight and six. They can do it. Yep. We've had to walk them through it. Oh, okay, But they course. can do it. Yeah. Now, I don't let them do the big girls because right. they're huge. Right. And right. that would be bad. How many pounds are the big girls? Oh, two up, 2,000 up. They're, yep. We've got, so there's dairy cows and there's beef cows. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dairy cows are smaller, usually mm-hmm. thinner. Beef cows, they're thick. They're beefy. They are. They're beefy. <laughs> and we've got a couple that I'm like, oh, honey, that cottage cheese butt. <laughs> <laughs> you need a diet. <laughs> like, but I love them. Yeah. They all, we let the kids name them all. Mm-hmm. They all have their own personality. Do you mind telling us a couple of the names? Oh, not at all. Well, we've had 56 and 84 uh, the longest, which they came with ear tags in their okay, ears, so and that's the, why that's they the have number. a number, mm-hmm. and they've just stayed that way. We have Cutesy June, we have Judy, Sophie, let's see, even the boys get names. Oh, we have Bad Bad Leroy Brown. <laughs> Baddest bull? In the, well, Is he's he not a bull, a bull no. Okay. <laughs> he's a steer, so he's been castrated, right. but that's what Eddie wanted to name him. He was on a big kick with that song for a while, so, okay. <laughs> like, whatever. Uh, we have Samson, Delilah. Mm-hmm. We have Sven. Oh, gosh. They're so just kind of all over yeah, the place. Yeah. And we, this year we did, when the calves were born, we gave the kids a theme that they had to keep the names in for the calves, and we're going to keep doing that. But we need to also monitor the theme. So it's how to train your dragon theme. Oh. I'm never, they know what's what. I will never. There's like Meat Lug, Astrid. <laughs> they're just weird. If you've seen those movies, they're weird. Okay names that there's no way i'm gonna i that's obviously those only two that i can right, remember right and the rest is like they know them uh, yeah, yeah i'm like okay kids <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of where that sits but yeah it makes it fun for them yeah and you know it gives them some sense of ownership for sure there is i did a podcast with tom tonicliffe okay and his book is igniting futures and he talks about the levels of leadership. It okay. was a really good one. But many things, it's when you have been given responsibility or you had a coach or you were in a team for certain things where mm-hmm. they watch levels of confidence grow in people sure. based on that makes the sense. things that were going on. And kids, for sure, one of them is learning a skill, being good at something, whatever. So, yeah, very Absolutely. good. Absolutely. So they help with all of those things. Yes. And that's fabulous. The one thing I was thinking about was the 2,000-pound thing. Seriously, oh. <laughs> there is a part of my lily pads called, um, one of the chapters in my book says Buller Steer. Because okay. my nephew was in 4-H all his life. Okay. It's farmer, still in Iowa, right? That's awesome. So he says, Aunt Rachel, you want to come see my calf? Yeah. He used the word calf. calf. <laughs> so Very nondescriptive. <laughs> my mind is picturing, like when the calf is under the mom, suckling, oh, yeah. and you know. I got them to the barn, and it was kind of dark, and he opened it, and they were in their little stall things, uh-huh. and he went to go feed his calf. And that thing, and the, the like the moisture from his nostrils oh, were right there before my eyes dilated fast enough. You know what I was like, freaking out. It's this huge black steer, right? Oh, my and goodness. And so I said, so, Bo, what is the difference between a bull and a steer? Sure. And he was young. He was yeah. so young. And Bo was born prematurely, so he has these sweet little glasses. Aww. Has since he was little. And he looks up at me, and his little blonde toe head hair. Oh, gosh. He looks at me and says, Aunt Rachel, 
Same thing, except for the steers had the seeds taken out of its butt. <laughs> the seeds. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm like, well said. Yeah. I know what you mean. Good job. Now it's been castrated, just has the seeds taken out of its butt. That's a very good way of putting it. Because um, sometimes my kids have been very blunt with people who don't know. Okay. And I'm like, hi. <laughs> These are my kids. <laughs> Yeah. You just kind of smile, and we're going to keep walking now. Yeah. <laughs> Your kids are so cute. Thank you. Yeah. They, I think, I mean, they're of course I think really they're cute. They're really cute. But they know how to use their cuteness. Do they? Oh, especially the youngest one. No matter, they all know, like, I'm going to use this yeah. to my What are you in the family? Are you youngest? I'm the oldest. Of? Just two. Okay. I just have one younger sister. Okay, so you said you kept call you call your sister and you yep. saved time for that. I just didn't know. Yep, so it's just me and my sister. I think my parents really did teach me well how to be responsible. Yeah. I mean, they always pushed that and then because I was in sports in high school, you gotta get it together. Yeah. You you know, you learn quickly how to manage your time and when you have animals, yeah. They depend on you. They do. And this past winter was that polar vortex. Mm-hmm. Believe me, I wanted to stay home under the blankets watching movies, mm-hmm. but we needed to make sure they were okay. Yep. So you get your big girl panties on with only the cracks of your eyes showing. Because <laughs> you have like a ski mask thing. And a yes. And yeah. And your boots that, are on. We had so many layers on and still you could feel mm-hmm. that it was cold. It mm-hmm. was insane. Yeah. And you would just check on them. Yeah. You just, okay, they're there. Everybody's good. Yeah. Back inside to watch Back more movies. <laughs> no, but that's very responsible. And yeah. it's, it's the right thing to do. Absolutely. So do you love it or do you endure it? or are I you, do. What have you learned about yourself in the process of it? I've learned, I've well, just like my kids, I've learned I'm capable of more mm. than what I thought. Mm. You're capable of a ton. Well, everyone is capable of a ton. I really believe that. I think given the opportunity, you can choose to rise and do those things. I'm kind of one of those like can-do spirit yes, type you are. person. Yes, you are. <laughs> so I have a friend who, I don't know, this wasn't that long ago. We were talking about it and I'm one of like, yeah, yeah. let's do it. You know, rallier, I'll rise mm-hmm. up and mm-hmm. we were talking about something. And I said, I don't think people really liked that. I was like, yeah, let's do this. And she's like, well, if they don't know that you're a can-do kind of person, they don't realize that about you right away. They're going to be in for it later. And they're either going to be in or out because mm. I believe the best in everybody. Yeah. And I try to, you can do this, yep. like whatever it is. So uh, I don't know. I I guess I'm capable of doing hard things. Yep. I don't have a degree in agriculture. Okay. I actually have a degree in youth ministry from Trinity. Okay. Yeah. It's not that I'm not using it. I am using it here and there. Mm-hmm. But now I've been going back to school to learn things about agriculture and beef management and things like that. So it's like you can go beyond. Like yes. you can't, you know, sometimes like you see something like technology, like, oh, I'm just not, I can't do technology, whatever. You might not be the best technology person there is, but you can figure it out. You just, you just give yourself the chance. This year, Ben gave me, we had to fence off a huge field. And he was like, I'm going to tell you what to do. And you, I know that you can do it right. And yeah. it, I guess the biggest thing that I've learned is I'm capable yep. of more, more than what I initially thought. Like, yep. I'm not just a mom. Yep. I'm not just a yep. homemaker, I guess. Yeah. 
So, especially within the past two years, like, things have kind of just been like, let's do it. Yeah. Let's go for it. Yeah. So. Are there things that tip you over? And what would it be? Like, Things that are, if it's just, it's just too just much, too much. Or, it's, okay. or, or maybe it's not actually a thing. Well, absolutely. Something get your goat. Um, things that tip me over. I, well, you said you were surprised that I was an introvert. Yeah. So I. Because lo- of the can do spirit and because of what I, you know, yes, know of you. But I do know about myself when I haven't just spent time. Whether it's working, like working out, reading my Bible. If I'm busy every single night of the week, then everything gets really bad. I'm short with the kids. It's just not good. Problems are magnified. Tempers get short. Everything, yeah. I can feel myself, like, you know, like the anxiety and the tightness in your chest. Mm. When I was younger, I would always, like, people, I have anxiety, whatever. I'd be like, all right, like, just relax. (laughs) Which is, like, so mean now. I look back and I think, like, okay, one, I was young. Give yourself some grace. You know, you don't know. Two, now that I'm in their shoes, I'm like, everyone has some anxiety about something. It's just life. Do we blow it up sometimes? You bet we do. But now I see it and I'm like, okay. Yes, we all get... There's some things that tip us over and just... I actually now, when I go back to Gurney... I find when I'm in big crowds, that's really, really hard for me. Now, living in a small town, we have more than that's one a... full-time neighbor. Okay. But we have, like, just one that we're very close with. So it's very quiet where we live. Wow. It's like, I actually had a cousin come up to visit, and he's like, it's too quiet. I need a fan. Like, he couldn't <laughs> sleep because it was too quiet. <laughs> Whereas we're like... Yeah. Yeah, that's why we live here. Like, yeah. But I find, like, if I go back and for doing a lot of things in big crowds, I have, like, tunnel vision. I can mm. feel it in myself kind of shutting down a little bit. Like, it's just really stressful to be around all those people. And I leave, and, you know, when you you don't feel rested, you just feel... Yeah, yeah, fatigue. Yeah. Straight up, like, so that, drained. If I go down and visit my parents for an extended amount of time, and I do a lot of things like that, I find I come home and I'm just like... Ugh. Wow. I don't, I can't. Wow. That is real, that, which has been weird. Yeah. It was really hard for me to kind of come to terms with that. Like you, because of your environment, you've changed. Or maybe I was kind of always like that, but I didn't know it. Mm. Mm. Maybe I just thought I was extroverted and I just, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I think more of it's environment, but I just, Mm. I just can't. It could very well be. I I mean, you've got, you've become so used to this. Exactly. For some reason, I got this picture of a sponge. Have you ever seen the sponges that are really flat and they're like paper, but then when you put them in water, they oh, yeah. they grow? You have had such space. The sponge can go everywhere That's and be true. everywhere. And think of the extent of the acres that you're around true. and the vastness of everything that you see to go like to try to construct yeah, yourself a good point. back into some of little that. box would be hard. Yeah, absolutely. It feels like it's pressing on you maybe. Tell me what you love about being a mom. I love seeing your kids change. Like, it's sad. Yeah. You know, like, let's face it. We all, like, oh, look at the picture of how little they look or yeah. whatever. And they're only eight, six, and three, but you still see the changes. Yeah. But I love those changes at the same time. Like, as they become more responsible, you see them since they're homeschooled. Last year, Eddie couldn't read. 
now he can read. Well, and it's just exciting yeah. to see that. I love that. And I do, I'm not a physically affectionate person. Okay. But all of my kids are. Oh. <laughs> <Every> <laughs> so they like on your one. lap. But what I've learned is <laughs> it's so nice. Like they want to hug you. They want, mm. the, and it, it's nice to have just someone who just loves you like no matter what. Yeah. Even when you're yeah. rotten and you're like, why did you do that for the thousandth time? Yeah. They still love you. They still love you. It's and such unconditional love. It is. It's so nice is not a good enough word. No. It's really, it's a good feeling. It really is. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, they're really cute. And you're good okay. with them. Well, <laughs> you're good with them. I was just yelling at them in the dining hall. So, what, what, <laughs> what is the thing that does frustrate you about... Or, or, Frustrations can, can be chosen, but what I mean is um, with parenting or Yeah, with frustrations can be chosen. That's a good, that's you know I mean? something we, that I've been people learning. people will say, so-and-so makes me so frustrated or so angry. I'm like, well, actually, you chose that. Do you know what I mean? It's well, weird, but it, it's true. But you're right, and that's actually something this year. There are certain things you just have to choose to not, I am not like a, well, not anymore. I don't get into lots of fancy clothes. Yeah. Obviously, it's the nature of where we live. Right. But like, shopping yeah. is like, uh, stop. <laughs> How many things can you look at? Whereas my daughter loves it. Okay. It like alivens her. Interesting. And right? we were at the mall with my mom and my mom was being so nice. She was being so patient and they tried on like a zillion shoes and I'm over here like, forget <laughs> their shoe on. Looking back, I should have been like, mom, why don't you use this time special with Emma? Yeah. Because they were both loving it. Super enjoying it. Whereas I'm just like, can we go to the cupcake shop across the street? (laughs) That's what I was thinking of, to be honest. (laughs) So, Mom, when you listen to this, now you know. What what cupcake would you get? Oh, they have this Reese's peanut butter cup. Yay, girl. At this, it is so good. If you're near Wausau, Wisconsin, Sweet Lola's. Okay. Amazing. Really? So good. Uh-huh. Everything's decadent though, so if you're not yeah, yeah, yeah. that cut way, it in half maybe. Oh, definitely cut it in half. <laughs> but they're so good. <laughs> so good. That's so good. So yeah. Okay, so are you willing to tell me a little bit about how you met your husband? Because sure. when we met, we met four years ago. We decided uh-huh. now. We just recently went on a walk. Yes. And we realized it's about four years ago. Yeah. And you were the MC for the event that I was speaking at, and I was like, I gotta know this girl. And then we got to sit near each other at the dinner. So I found out a little bit about you. I found out a little bit about how you met your husband and why you came to this area and whatever. But I think it's a fun story. And I still want to have him on this podcast. (laughs) I don't see why not. Because he has such, he's he's got a different life than some of the things that would be um, on my podcast. So tell me your version of how you met. Because I know Ben's Um, a little bit. From the very beginning? Yeah, sure. Whatever you want to share. Okay. What's pertinent to you? Well, I always tell people the first story because I just think it's kind of funny. Okay. So I was, so he works for the stables. He runs the stables at Silver Birch Ranch. This was summer. So like high time, busy time. I did ask him after we walked where he was and he was at a horse sale. That's so he wasn't at the barn at the time, but there were other workers. I was counseling what's called a riding adventure group. Okay. I never counseled before. So there were certain things I didn't know. No one had told me, but. Hey, we were having fun. We were tie-dyeing, having snacks. <laughs> Who cares? Like, About how old are you? Okay. I was 19, yeah. And um, 
Then he comes back at the end of the week from his trip, and he's walking onto the barn. I had never seen him before. I'm leaving with the girls, and we're all, ah, <laughs> being <laughs> girls. And he's like, hey, are you that new counselor? It's like, yes. Uh, with a little toot. I have been getting phone calls about you that you're not showing up to your meetings. You better start going, because I'm sick and tired of being yelled at about you. It's like, well, maybe if somebody had told me there were meetings, then it wouldn't have been a problem. And then I walked away. And then it was many, several months later, I came up and volunteered again for a, actually a women's retreat weekend. Yeah. And during that time, his younger sister and I had actually become really good friends. So we were like... Was she also on staff or something? She or wasn't on out? staff. She was helping there. Okay. So that's how we had met and we were like writing letters and it was just fun. And I really liked his younger sister. She's wonderful. And so I came back to volunteer because I had befriended some of the other students and things like that. And I didn't really, he seemed different to me than obviously the last, I mean, he was mad the first time. Right. (laughs) So this time, like, we kind of got to know each other. We would joke around, have fun. We did buckboard together at the time. The team of horses drove the wagon. Okay. And we would get them ready and go up there. Tell tell me what buckboard is. Oh, so buckboard is this delicious, wonderful breakfast that is served here at Silver Birch. Okay. It's potatoes fried in a pound of butter. Okay. Eggs, cheesy eggs with bacon fried in another pound of butter. Okay. And then you can make a peanut butter and jelly fried in butter. So. Oh. You will definitely need to exercise after. Is it over like a It's outside. Like a fire it's pit? over a cook site got that it, was got built. It. Yeah. And they use like big cast iron pans. Mm. And I mean, it's the whole experience of it all. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, what's not to like about being cooked in butter? <laughs> I mean, teach their own, but you know, <laughs> I'm all about the butter. Um, so yeah, we would do that. And then I think at the time I was kind of dating somebody else. Okay. I had my wisdom teeth taken out, I f- and I felt like I was, one, emotional, because we're women, we're emotional. Two, you had oral surgery. Yeah, and I was just upset, and I <laughs> felt like I wasn't being cared for. I was also young. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, factor yes. that in. So I came up. With a little drama, maybe. Yeah, you know. But reality, too. Yeah, I mean, I'd say some reality, but definitely, you know. Why not be dramatic? I guess. I don't know. So I came up and then he and I really then hit it off and started like we would start talking on the phone after I left and just all this stuff. He, the next time I came up for an extended amount of time in the summer, we went out to eat like every single night. And I'm just thinking like, he's so awesome. He's so fun. I'm friends with his sister. Like, this is so great. He knew I was kind of particular about food and... Camp food is good, but yeah. it's also camp, camp food. food. They're cooking for the masses, whatever. So he was like, let's go out to eat. Like, we went for prime rib one night. You know, you look back and you're like, duh. <laughs> he was courting you. I know, duh. <laughs> so, and then before I left, did he tell you this? So we were standing by the river. Did he tell you this part? Mm-hmm. So before I left, now like a, a year has passed. Oh, okay. We're just standing by the river, just talking before I left. And at the time, he had this dog named Copper. And he was like, Copper needs a mom. I was like, okay. He's a dog. I didn't get it. It went right over my head. Like, 
<laughs> here he was Bearing trying to soul. ask me out to be his girlfriend. And I was like, that's a dog. Like, yeah. he was birthed by an, a female dog. Right. Like, he has a mom. <laughs> Ugh. Oh, so, so and then we just kind of kept on talking and whatnot and then finally it kind of registered like oh basically dating him and then the rest is history i think we only dated for so that was like in august and then we got engaged at that following christmas okay so it was kind of fast but and you've been married how long actually 10 years in november congratulations thanks yeah That's wonderful. it seems kind of yeah, it's crazy how fast yeah, it goes. Yeah, 10 years goes by. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. So, yeah. so you have learned so many things being here in this town, this area. Mm-hmm. So many things being with animals. Mm-hmm. But then some of the, like, I call you, like, little house on the prairie things. <laughs> but, I mean, I think it's fun. Like, today you brought soap to me. Yes. And so your free time is free, but it's not free to lay around. Like, you do lots of things that you stay busy and business things and and opportunities and so tell me some of those like you do Um, make soap so yeah so I make soap I use the beef fat okay or when we do have pigs the pork fat from when the animals are processed yes I use that to make the soap okay so my friend taught me how to do that and at first it was just for fun okay and then people were interested in buying it for like wedding showers and things like that so why not? I always do like a big Christmas sale. Yeah, tell me how people would get that. We have a Facebook page. Okay. Our business does, Pierce okay. Family Livestock. So when I am selling it, I post it on there and then you just message me and I ship it or mm-hmm. whatever. And then I on my Instagram, I'll post it too. So, yeah. um, Your Instagram is just Katie Pierce. Nope. Growers. It's at Beef Grow Forage. Is oh, what yeah, that's is. right. So all lowercase, Beef Grow Forage. But if you search Katie Pierce, I'm sure it'll come up because... Okay. That's I can put that in the show notes, name. but some people might oh, want sure. to know. Yeah. Come see the madness. <laughs> but yeah, I I really like making soap. I think it's really interesting and I've also found with us like it started because so my middle son has eczema. Mm. And so I was talking to my friend. She's like, "Well, why don't you just try using a different soap or a different detergent?" And just start there before you start smothering cream on him. I have nothing against, like, modern medicine. Yeah. There's a time and place for it. But if it's just something like a laundry detergent irritant, I'd rather just cut that out. Right. I did that, and he doesn't have any issues. So we have a different detergent, and then he uses the soap that I make. And when, like, we have milk from our milk cow, I'll make soap with that, and I found... Like, we don't put a lot of lotion on. Yeah, because it's already... Because it's naturally... Fat is good for your skin. So yeah. you're putting you're putting this fat right on your skin, which is the biggest organ that you have. Yeah. And it's being immediately absorbed. So yeah. that's why I started making soap. But it's also fun. You get to, yeah. like, do colors. And, you know, my daughter, we like making unicorn soap, it's called. So it's, like, all multicolored, yeah. twisty, and... It's fun. just fun. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you also can. Yes. Uh, yeah, like what? Because you have a garden. Well, yes. We have um, we have a garden. Um, I do a lot of canning and freezing. I'm willing to try anything, and I'll give it a try, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't yeah. work, or we don't eat it, or whatever yeah. it is. Or if it's a season in life, not forever, or whatever. Exactly. So I did learn how to can from my grandma when mm. I was young, but... She taught me how to do tomatoes. So, which is like the basic 
concept of it all. But I've learned to do a lot more okay. since then. And then that's what we eat during the year. We're trying. We're between the meat and the gardens. I'd say we're close to we. It's about seventy five percent that Completely we do our own for food. You. Yeah. So like obviously not noodles or. Yeah. Beans or whatever. Yeah. So but you go to the grocery store and that's what would be in your thing. Usually that's what's in our so cart is like flour, noodles, beans. When I'm feeling like a lazy mom, chicken nuggets or whatever. <laughs> I shouldn't say lazy. That's not a fair way of doing it. There's nothing wrong with chicken nuggets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what for you. For the way I believe that food is... Chicken nuggets is a very special treat for our kids. Okay. Those, like, dino. Yeah. And same with, like, life cereal. My mom always brings them life cereal when she comes, and you would think that it is manna coming down from heaven. <laughs> they, get, they will eat the whole box in one sitting. They love life cereal. It is because such a treat. Because what do they typically eat for breakfast? Eggs or pancakes or okay. waffles, oatmeal. Okay. Something that's going to stick to your ribs. Yeah. You know, so... <laughs> I like cereal, cereal too. I know life cereal is so exciting. When we took our road trip to Kansas, you know, you stay in a hotel and they have yeah. that breakfast bar and they had Fruit Loops, so we let the kids eat Fruit Loops. Oh my gosh, people <laughs> probably thought we were like, what are they? Doing Where are they with, from? They live in a cave. Like <laughs> these kids crawl out from under a rock. They were so excited. Henry, who's three now, this was just in April. We went on the trip. He had never had Fruit Loops until then, so yeah. he was just like, yeah. How could you not tell me about this? We're just sitting there like, Ugh, <coughs> we need funny. to get out more. That's so funny. <laughs> so, what was in Kansas? Uh, we went to a wedding for yeah. a young lady who had worked for Ben at the stables okay. about, well, it was the summer Henry was born. So at that point it was okay. about three years ago. So. Is the stables part of your life or your past? Absolutely. I'm not as involved now. It's just, you know, there are seasons of life for everything. But, like, our daughter loves horses, so she goes and rides all the time. I used to be there as often as I could. Yeah. And when we can, we will all feed the horses together as a family. Because even though it's work, we do enjoy it. Yeah. You know? So we're together. That's what's important to yeah. us. And she's learned to do some of the things that, like, the interns or the... who You know what I mean? Your daughter has learned to do some of the process at the stables, right? Um, yep, she has a little bit. So she... Because she's eight she physically can't do a lot of things but she is learning like how to do pony rides and how to do all these things and she we do what's called a demo before you go on a trail ride right and she has we've told her that's what i remember seeing her do yes so we have told her like if you want to ride you have to do all the other things that everybody else is so that includes Mm -hmm. scooping poop you have everybody dislikes doing a demo it's just but it is what it is so you have you have to do one because but it's she likes part of, that part. Or no? Um, She's getting less and less. She likes the demos. Okay. But she does love, like, she'll scoop poop. Yeah. Because then she gets to be by the horses. Yeah. So. And the other day I was watching, like, they have, like, a rake, but it's got a shovel with it. I mean, it's like a, I wish I invented that. That the, scoop pooper thing. Oh, that the. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah. Comes Just, underneath, scoops it up, exactly. but then it's got like a rake, so all the other stuff is exactly. falling through, and then it's nice. They go toss it, <laughs> right? I never seen one before. There, I was like, yeah, oh, wish I invented pretty that. Nifty. Seriously, that guy's probably making a lot of money. <laughs> I know. I wish I was too. <laughs> I know. I know. Let me ask right. you: When did you, um, when did you know that God was real? 
or that that were you a kid when you knew he was the real deal and he was with you or can you remember or who um, told you um well i grew up going to church so i was knew i always knew about god and i did go to a well i remember in kindergarten cuz i went to a private school our teacher like sat everybody down and she gave us the gospel message and I very clearly remember her saying a really big word and I'm guessing that it was salvation oh but you know to like a five-year-old mind yeah so I always remember that and then we all prayed together okay but you know and then I also remember like VBS's mm-hmm. talking about it but I I would say that God wasn't real or like my faith wasn't my own until college yeah. for sure did something um, happen? Or was there a time where it was more pivotal because of that? Or Well, I went to my first year of college, and I just decided to do the college thing. I partied yeah. a lot. Yeah. I followed my boyfriend and all my high school friends there, basically, yep. and had zero direction. And then that summer, my parents were basically like, you need to get it together. <laughs> like, slap upside the head. And... Actually, then they sent me back to Silver... They sent me up to Silver Birch for two weeks to work to be like, you need to kind of think about your life choices. If when you're done, you choose to continue down that path, okay, but we're not... You're kind of on your own if you're going to keep making these poor choices. And then at the end, it was like... I remember sitting in staff chapel one night, and it was like, get it together. Mm. Like... The Holy Spirit has never been eloquent with words with me. It's always okay. just been like, you're a moron. Of- <laughs> like, <laughs> you had some sort of sense. It was. And it, it, it was very clear. You cannot go back to Illinois State. It was all of a sudden, like, mm. I remember leaving there, calling my parents and being like, you need to call the school and I don't know the process or whatever, but like, pull me out or, or whatever. whatever. Yeah, I don't remember the exact thing. And said, I, I can't go back there. I won't mm. go back there. And it it wasn't the school that was bad. Right. It was me. I was making poor choices, but I knew that if I put myself back in that situation, I wasn't strong enough Okay. to keep making the right choices and following God. Yeah. I so was, you almost could foresee destruction Yeah, I knew I exactly what was going to happen. And at the time, the roommate that I'd picked, she was wonderful, and she actually, I think she and I were a lot alike. Like, mm. we just weren't strong enough, and we were just too easily swayed, so... I moved back home and I went to community college and kind of got it together. I mean, we're always still learning, but that was definitely the pivotal point for me. Like, you cannot continue living like this. And it was, it was really good, but it was really hard Mm. because my whole circle of friends was now no more. Like, I remember one time I went to go hang out with them and it was just like, it just wasn't the same. So it was like, yeah, exactly. So I had to start all over again. Yeah. So, but it's made you part of who you are. Yeah. And now, even as you're in this country church and starting something, yeah. you're probably more aware of somebody who has a sense of wanting to belong. Absolutely. Do you see what I mean? Because you would invite the new person or you would see the visitor or you would, I don't know. I'm, well, not, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, no. but you know what it's like to try to break in and begin new friendships or relationships. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah. I mean, between that and then moving up from Illinois to the Northwoods of Wisconsin. Yeah. That's, it's hard. There's a total different life. It is. And it's really hard. So I guess, yeah, I've never thought of it that way. But when I, at the, when my kids were at school, you know, you're all standing there at pickup and you kind of know who the new moms are. Like 
it's hard being the new mom or it's hard being the new girl or yep. whatever. Yep. You know, and not most people, I think, are not brave enough or take the initiative to reach out. Mm. Maybe that's an assumption. But if, like, Chris hadn't reached out to me right. or my other friend Jana hadn't reached out to me, I don't know if I would have necessarily... Mm. You know, my friend Jana was like, you need to go to MOPS. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would have gone on my own right. if it hadn't been her... Kind of coaxing you to go to Mother's Exactly. Keep yeah. coming, keep coming, keep coming. So, I it's hard being the new person. Yeah. And we all desire to belong, but it's important our choices have a trajectory. And so it's yes. important to what do we belong to and to whom do right. we belong. Yeah. Yes, That's absolutely. Good. Yeah. Let's pause a second. If you are enjoying The Real Deal with Rachel in a way, subscribe, rate, and review it. I appreciate your support. All right, back to The Real Deal. So what else do you want to share about your life? Because it's so fascinating to me. I, Otherwise, <laughs> I mean, we can close here soon too, but I just, I, I hope that you know how amazing you are. Well, and your life you. is, it's rich. It's um, full. Yeah, but it's well, rich. it is full, but I like it like that. Yeah, I do. I mean, there's not really anything in our lives that I'm like, meh. Yeah. We could go without. Yeah. I mean, we have a lot of good fullness in there. Yeah. You know? Do you see yourself in 10 years doing some of the similar things? Or do you even not? I mean, not that everybody has to have a hmm. long-range view. I don't um, know. I don't know. I've never really thought of that. In 10 years... Emma will be... Emma will be 18, mm-hmm. Eddie will be 16, oh, okay. will be 13. So, you know, that'll be different. I see me doing some of the same thing. I guess if we're talking like looking at the farm, I don't know if we'll be homeschooling. We're like a year by year yep. evaluator, like where we're at. I think at. that's wise. I can't, I'm not going to put myself into one hole, but... um. As far as the business, I'd love to say I'd be doing a lot of the same things, hands-on. Um, but the goal is for our children to be doing those mm. things. So ideally, the kids would be the ones moving the cows and doing all that stuff. Whereas like right now, a lot of like the business details are kind of on hold, I guess, because I just don't, I don't have the time to set up yep. a website. I don't yep. have the time to deal with shipping meat. I don't yep. have the Yep. And it's okay. Yep. It used to be very aggravating to me. Mm. Because you wanted to grow more than you could grow? Well, grow and I see like other businesses and I'm like, oh, that's such a good idea and we should be doing that. But I'm like, you know what? Where we are is great. It's where God wants us to be. Last year we started going to Farmer's Market, which was a door that we weren't anticipating on ever opening. Wow. Like anytime soon. That was like a five-year goal for us. And last year we realized we're like, oh, we could actually go. We can do this. And there have been other events that the doors have opened that we weren't expecting. Do you sell vegetables and things? No. Nope. So we, we bring beef? a freezer and we bring Got our it. beef. And then we do have pork. We're not doing pigs right now. Okay. But we did before and we okay. would bring our pork. And then we bring eggs. Okay. So, you know, that opened up. We were part of a farm-to-table dinner that... Nice. Whoa. That was really cool. Mm. So there's just things like that that I... That's on the rise. I know it for sure. Oh, farm-to-table dinners. Yeah. Oh, big time. They they did this one in our area, and they're like, well, we have to do another one. Everybody loved it. It cool. was so cool. Um, so, 
you know, in 10 years, I'd like to see myself doing more business managing things. I also, maybe, I'm kind of playing around with it. I'd like to go back to school to be a vet tech, but Mm. you can't do that when you're teaching your kids, which is okay. I just think, I'm like, well, I'm 31. Okay. People can go back to school whenever they want. Oh, yeah. I'm not too, so that's maybe something, you know, kind of back here thinking about it. So in 10 years, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we won't even have beef cows. I don't know. Right. We could be like, that was great. Loved it. Now we're doing. We're moving on to something else because that's kind of how we are. I shouldn't just say we. Ben, I think I told you, he's like an ideas guy. He's an ideas guy. He's a pioneer. Exactly. And. I'm like the, okay, we got this. <laughs> Hang on tight, everybody. <laughs> but I love it. Like, yeah. It's thrilling. It is. It's super exciting. Yeah. Like, who knows what's going to happen. So I guess we'll see. But you'll do it together. Well, It'll and be an adventure together. And I, that's what I, I like about it. Like, there's never a dull moment in our lives. Yeah. And it's, some days it's crazy and like yesterday, I was like, I don't want to go feed the animals. It's wet, and I'm actually clean, and I was mad, and then I messed up, and then I was there for two hours instead of 30 minutes. Because you did what? So the cows, you know, since we moved them, yes, Ben had gone the day before, and he had decided the cows didn't need to be moved, and he forgot to tell me. Not a big deal. I was looking at him. I thought they needed to be moved. I was trying to set up a new line because, okay. right, this is going to get kind of detailed. That's okay. So hold on tight. In the fall, we moved them into the hay field so that they fertilize the hay fields for next year. Okay. So I was thinking they needed to go in there. So I'm trying to set up this line. The line's too long. I'm trying to cut it. I don't have a knife. It's like all this stuff. A line that's like An a... electric line. Okay, got it. So I'm trying to set this up. Pull the pulse. The... Because it's the hay field, now the grass is pretty high, so right. I'm getting my clean, like, going out pants, pants. <laughs> wet, and I was just, an hour and a half in, I called Ben, and I'm like, I'm all wet, and why weren't the cosmos? He's like, they didn't need to be moved. You did this to yourself. Okay. You're right, but I'm already three quarters of the way in, so we're, so we're doing it. do it. That's fine. He's like, whatever. It... It's nothing to be mad about. Okay. But it was like I got myself all into this tizzy, and then I was like, why do we even have these animals? Just sell them all. (laughs) Settle down. It's going to be okay. (laughs) Like, it's just water. (laughs) So. Is that what you were saying in your head to yourself? After I had a conversation with Ben, I was like, you know. Yeah. Bring it down a notch. (laughs) It's just water. You are taking this too seriously. Pardon me, which is the real deal in the video right now. <laughs> oh, God. Because you got to see. She's, cool. she's like making this motion with her hand, like, go down a level. Just, oh, God. Just... Well, seriously, bring yourself back down. You're not that great. Just because you had clean pants on, yeah. it's going to be fine. They go back in the wash. Yeah. So that's what I just needed to mutter to myself. Yeah. I actually, when I had calmed down, I put my headphones in, and I was listening to the Amanda Weiss Amanda interview. Weiss. Yeah. Yes. And she was talking about her thyroid cancer and yes. stuff, and I was like, 
pretty sure this is what I needed to listen to. What <laughs> pants or cancer? I was like, okay. <laughs> That's what I'm like. You're not that awesome. Bring it. But it still is what was going on with you. Yeah, in you know that I mean? moment. It's like sometimes it, when people try to say, oh, that wasn't a big deal. But it was what was happening to you. Well, or uh, it's just puppy love. Yeah, but it's to the puppy, it's love. You know, well, those kinds of things. Exactly. And you know, everyone's a different has different things going on. Yeah. And so their big deal might not seem like a big deal to you. Like yeah. you just said, it's just, yeah, everybody's different. Yeah. Everyone has their own things. Yes. So... <laughs> Believe me, nobody's life is perfect. What? I'm just thinking, I do not want this podcast to end oh, because gosh. you are very entertaining to well, listen to and you. watch. I have children, so when I get out, I'm like, all, all right, right, here it is. It's all inside and it needs to come out. And then I'll go home and be like, Ugh. No, it's really good. good. You're, so, you're an amazing person. Thank I'm so you. glad God made you. Well, thank you. Yeah, I really am. You're, I, you're amazing. You're like a... The go-getter part, for sure. Yeah. But I think you are a magnet to things, whether it's, like, fun or whether it's people or new, you know? You're just drawn to things. I love I think that's of God. Oh, absolutely. He's always doing a new thing. Well, for sure. He's not doing the next thing. That's true. That's, yeah. He makes streams in the desert. How do you do that? Rivers in a wasteland. Like, he can do a new thing. Yeah. I think you're drawn to new or you're drawn to adventure. I don't know. And there's part of your life that's similar every day. Right. So that's not new. I get it. But there's always something new going on. Exactly. And I like that. Yeah. I have realized, like, I do need routine. Yes. Especially because of the kids. You know, children just thrive on routine and structure. But I love it when Ben calls and he's like, hey, you want to go pick up this new horse? Or, hey, you want to go to the sale? Or, I love that. I'm like, all right, kids. They know... Pack your backpack with things to do. Get your shoes on. Bring your pajamas. You yep. don't know how long. Let's yep. go. Like, and I know that they like that. We've made so many good memories. Mm-hmm. You know, which if I were just like, nope, bedtime's at seven thirty. We're not gonna be home till nine. We're not going. Think of all the things we would have missed out on. A lot. So you just. We homeschool. If they wake up at 10, it's okay. Right. Plus, you, But you homeschool in a way that you're not trying to replicate traditional school at home. You no. are homeschooling. And we, so if you're going to go, you're going to go. And when you're back, you're going to do. And then we're out, you're still learning. And there's well, a... Well, and yeah. that's... I love our curriculum. And mm-hmm. we are assigned to a teacher and she is awesome. Good. So good. But I love like... The freedom. The freedom to do certain things. You know, I've talked to her at length like... Emma's doing biology, and she's like, I think Emma could just skip this unit. I'm pretty sure she knows about the birds and the bees already. I'm like, "Mm, pretty sure she does. (laughs) Especially with animals. Yes, she does. Um, You learn so much. You learn a lot, which I think is good. You know, we could work on our terminology sometimes. Like, seeds might have been a better (laughs) thing. But they've learned a lot, and I'm glad that they know yeah. those things. I I am actually very glad that they know yeah. those things. Yeah. So it's so good. I actually okay. I have to tell this story. <laughs> so, uh, let's see now. It was about three years ago. This happened. Yeah. So some friends of ours, they, she got pregnant. Okay. And we're so excited for them. We're talking about it. 
We're going to call them K and J for okay, the purposes for the purpose of this of the story. Yes. So Ben and I are talking about it at home and I'm like, did you hear that K is pregnant? Yeah. Whatever. Like, how exciting is this? And Emma's kind of sitting there. She's about five at the time. She's like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You mean to tell me that Uncle J bred Auntie K? Bread. <laughs> and we're like, hmm. You're not really wrong. <laughs> like, I still don't know what we said because that was a really hard one to not just start <laughs> laughing because I was like, she's not really wrong. Like, but that's not how it works. <laughs> like, right. So there are things like that that I'm like, all yeah. right, we well, can work on that one. That's so good. <laughs> so, yep. <laughs> just wait. Just wait. <laughs> Hang on. I just put the dots and made a picture. Yes, I put dots she, together. I know. She got that. Oh, that's good. But yeah. That's so, so funny. It is. It's it's very, I like how she said it. It's very full. Like in a good yeah, full. it's a full, rich life. There's a lot of, yeah. I never would have guessed it. Like I'm very thankful for what God has given us. I never, if you had told me when I was in college, this would be my life. I would have been like, <laughs> Right. Yeah. I thought I was going to be a barista in Chicago, living in like one of those cool little, like those Studio little studios. Yeah. That's what I thought was in store wow. for me. Wow. Totally different life. Um, not even the same. No. Remotely. No. I can still operate an espresso machine. You can. But it's not very often that I do. <laughs> so. There are places around if you need to. Yes. Need to, if I feel like I need some... to, I can and do that. And you live in town? N- no. Oh, okay. So we live... But your farm is a little bit away from our your actual home. Our farm is a home. little bit away from our actual home, but we do not live in town. Okay. Okay. So... All right. I just yeah. want to make sure I got that picture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not driving by somewhere where you get a little barista coffee every day No, anyway. we're 45 minutes from town. Okay. So yeah. we're... It's a commitment. It is a commitment. We go about once a week. Yep. And if we have to go again, it's usually for like an emergency... I mean, emergency is kind of an extreme term, but, you know, like, oh, there's a meeting or we have to pick up a part for something yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But once a week. Yeah. That's when we go to town. So good. So, so good. Yeah. I'm really thankful that you did this. You took well, time out of your busy day to do this. and Thank you for asking me. Yeah. It's exciting. It's so exciting. <laughs> People, I want you to follow oh. Katie and follow her life. It's such a joy. Well, so the you. Instagram again, this beef. Beef Grow Forage. Yeah. Okay. Yep. It's so good. I thank love you. following you. Well, thank I've you. followed you probably since I met you. I don't remember when. But anyway, okay, so that. And then you were saying that you were listening to the Amanda Wise podcast. Yes. And you were out doing whatever. Yeah. So picture. Somebody is going to be listening to The Real Deal. It's going to be your story. They could be on a treadmill. They could be walking down the street. They could be driving in a road trip. But whatever they're doing, I think they're going to be blessed by this. I really do. Well, and they're going to be, in, not entertained, but you know what I mean? Entertained in a sense, thinking how your life is different Well, absolutely. I, I think a lot of the draw of my Instagram account is so many of my friends who are still in Illinois or whatever. Like, yeah. It's just a different life. And yeah. I, I'm glad that it's entertaining to them. But you like to share it. I mean, it's part of your life, right? I it's love part sharing of it. it. Yeah. And I have, I find sharing it and also educating people. Yes, you're a little teacher on there. I, didn't, I love it. There's so many things that I didn't know about agriculture or homeschooling or foraging, yep. canning. I want to share that. Yes. Someone shared it with me. Yep. So. You're really good at it. 
Well, because you. if you can help somebody, and by the way, we only get more when we share. Well, we that's exactly when we give away. The only way to have more is to give it away. And I have to say, you know, social media, people kind of poo poo it. Mm. Yep. It is what it is. Yep. You, it is what you make of it. Or it's what, yeah. I get it. But I have met so many cool, interesting people via social media. Neat. Especially Instagram. Like Facebook, not so much, but Instagram, like friends all over the country. I've met people all over the world. And yeah, they're like, Ben will be like, so you're Insta friends. You're Insta friends. And I'm like, <laughs> yes. hey, step off the Insta friends. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yep. But. It's just social media and that is very cool because it brings so many people together. Yes, yes. I mean, I don't know. And it's opened my eyes to a lot of other things. It's gotten me involved in different things. Mm-hmm. Like, I've met so many people through the beef community mm-hmm. and just whatever. It's just really cool. Well, it brings people together if it does bring community because that's what we're wired for. Exactly. And, yeah, yeah I probably will never actually in the flesh meet these people. Yeah, but, but you might. I mean, who knows? It would be cool. You know, sometimes we talk about it like, oh, if you're ever coming this way. Yeah. And that would be really cool. But if I don't. Yeah. It's still like there's so many good relationships right. that I've ha- met, have on there. Yeah. So. That's so good. It is. So think about somebody that's on social media, somebody that you've met on social media or somebody that may hear this. And can you just pray a prayer for them? Like, you don't have um, to have specifics, but, like, yeah, I was keep, say, keep I can in think mind of a general... that there's somebody listening. Yeah. And whatever Holy Spirit would have you pray for them, because I believe they're going to be listeners. And the th- cool thing about a podcast is somebody can listen in four months, and somebody else can find out about the real deal. And, That's and true. in two years, they could be listening to this one. That's a good point. Um, yeah. So, yeah. you close the prayer, and then I want to pray a blessing over you. Okay. Okay, thanks. All right. Lord, we just thank you for this day. I just thank you for conversation. Mm. I thank you for relationships specifically social media relationships. I think of just Rachel and I, we met four years ago and we've kind of just kept tabs on each other through Instagram. Mm -hmm. And now here we are and it kind of feels like where we (laughs) left. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I thank you for people who are open and willing to reach out. Uh, Lord, I pray for that person who's sitting there and who's waiting. Mm -hmm. Um, Lord, I pray that you would give them the confidence and just the guts and the grit mm. to reach out if they need it. There's nothing wrong mm. with stepping out and saying, hey, I need a friend. Yeah. Hey, I need help. I need prayer or whatever yeah. it is. If anything else, it's normal. It's healthy to need and want those things and even good for you to step out and say that you need them. Yeah. I pray for the person who is maybe watching someone who needs help mm. that they would reach out that the Holy Spirit would just press upon them, hey, go say hi to that person or whatever, and that they would follow and that they would do that. Relationships, I don't want to say are everything in life, but they are what makes this life so rich and so full because you love relationships. Uh, You have modeled the best relationship of all for us. And I pray that as we reach out and reach in, that we would just follow that example of you loving us, Lord and guiding us and that they would just be deep honest loving relationships amen amen god thank you for this time today thank you for just the ability to be able to be here i'm grateful to be in the northern parts of wisconsin and i thank you for katie today lord i thank you for the time that she set aside to do this 
I just pray a blessing on her, God. I thank you for her life. I thank you for the trajectory of her life. I thank you that you spoke to her in high school and in college and all the way now, Lord. But I thank you that you are a God of the way and that you make a way for people. I thank you for the things that you've blessed her with, a husband and children and and a business and just a future, God. You tell us that you know the plans you have for us to give us a future and a hope. And I pray for the things that go on in their lives to be prosperous and for those things that they put their hands to do, like you said, that you establish the hands of the workers. I pray that you would establish their hands for them and that you would give them an ability to count their days and number them so that they could number them aright and they would grow in wisdom. So I thank you, Jesus. I pray for just an overwhelming sense of your your favor over her, God, from the top of her gorgeous hair to the soles of her feet, Lord. I pray that you would just rain down upon her love, 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 love. Thank you for the sparkle in her eye. Thank you that she reflects the King of Kings. And I just bless her today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And I'm thankful that you were here. Well, bless you, audience. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to The Real Deal with me, Rachel Inouye, helping people celebrate their significance and the genius of God in them. Audio engineering by my husband, Michael Inouye. Thanks, babe. Theme music by Andrew Grace.